the powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. You know, I'm always honored to be on Voice America because Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now, and so do I, and that's why I'm here. My program, Positive Living, brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live happy, empowered, and successful lives. You know, I had this vision of positive living 25 years ago when I started my first positive people show on cable TV in 1982 when cable TV was just beginning. And I did the same thing with the Internet five years ago. I started my show on Voice America, and now from where the Internet was then to where it is now is amazing. The growth has been amazing. So I've been a pioneer in this. I really believe we have to show what's working we show enough of about what doesn't work. And my guest today is certainly no exception. She's outstanding. She has her own radio show. My guest is Eileen Dillon, MSW, and her radio show is Full Power Living. It's on the Internet, and it's on World Talk Radio. She's internationally known as an author and professional speaker and coach. Eileen works to awaken the world to the power and importance of emotions. And she's the author of Exploring Anger with Your Child. She discusses No More Columbines, Development of Heart and Character in Our Nation's Children. Welcome, Eileen. Thank you, Patricia. I'm really glad to be here. Good. And tell us, your radio show is on World Talk Radio? Yes, uh, 9 o'clock on Thursday mornings, and our focus is somewhat similar. Certainly, I'm interested in the positive aspects of things, but we also emphasize emotion. Since I'm a psychotherapist, we always have to emphasize emotion. Right. And it's worldtalkradio.net or dot, .com? Dot .com. Okay. All right. Um, you know, we may want to talk a little bit about this White House Conference on School Safety um, because there, there's been a lot of depression and a lot of loneliness and anger among teenagers. Talk about that. Well, one of the things that struck me, this this conference, the White House Conference on School Safety, was just held in October on the 10th, and one of the survivors, Craig Scott, said that he thought that we need to incorporate character back into the education system, and it's something that his generation is desperately crying out for. And that really struck me as an expert on emotional mastery. My website is Mm emotionalpro.com. And so I got to thinking about it. There's a a saying that says violence occurs when you run out of ideas. And I think Mm -hmm. people run out of ideas because they've lived, learned to live life from their brains and not from their hearts. Mm -hmm. Ideally, we want to live our lives with a balance of brain and heart. But for several generations, we've basically taught that emotions, especially those we call negative emotions, are bad and that they should be hidden. And that has estranged us from our own emotions. Mm -hmm. So we have to admit them and we have to deal with them. Well, we want to accept them more than anything because the important thing is that emotions have a 
a specific purpose for our lives. And when we are estranged from them, they are unable to fulfill their purpose. Um, people try to figure out what's the right thing to do, and they try to figure it out with their brains. And that doesn't work nearly as well as if they figure it out with their emotions. Let's say, for example, a person's trying to figure out if they're going to change jobs or not. What I would do if they came to my psychotherapy office is I'd say, all right, let's imagine that you go ahead and change jobs and get another job. Now, how do you feel? What is your What are your emotions? Mm-hmm. Now let's look at the, another one. You don't change jobs. You stay right where you are. What are your emotions? Mm -hmm. And in about two minutes, you can make the decision, whereas you could go for months, even years, trying to make the decision if you don't uh, use your heart. Let me ask you something about that. Mm -hmm. In light of some of the new movies that have come out that are on DVD, one is called The Secret, and one is called What the Bleep, which has been out a couple of years. And what they look at is taking those emotions, which is what you talked about, and keying into what it is you really want and then then blowing those emotions up to the point that you feel that so strongly that it becomes part of you. You believe it, you feel it, it's almost in your cellular base, and then you draw it to you. What's your feeling about that, Eileen? Well, that's interesting. That's a little bit different from what I'm talking about here this morning because that's part of what I have come to know as the creative process. Right. Uh, Greg Braden, who was on my show, has written a book called The God Code and the Isaiah Effect. And in the Isaiah Effect, he talks about what he calls an ancient method of prayer. And that is basically where you have a thought about something, you, in, uh, you energize it with an emotion, which is usually a desire, and you take that, like you say, you blow it up, you take it to the point where you can feel what you're going to feel like or what you will feel like when you've already accomplished it, and that's how we create things. Um, But the true purpose of emotions, and this does tie in with your question, is to give signals to us about how to live life. Most people say, gosh, I wish I had an instruction manual for running my life. Well, in actual fact, we do, because taken together, all of our emotions form an instruction manual. They tell us what to do. For example, love says draw closer. Fear says watch out, be ready to take off or stand up for yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, these signals I discussed in the, in the books, Exploring Anger with Your Child is one of seven that were published, teaching parents how to uh, teach their children to master emotions. And those are available on Amazon.com. So part of what we need to do as, an, as adults and then pass on to children and the people around us is to rebalance bring our emotions back to uh, be important or at least equally important to our brains. Mm-hmm. So, so your, how, the question is, how do we help our children and ourselves rebalance that whole piece between our head and our heart? I mean, it's one thing to say that. It's hard to apply to balance those two. Well, it's not as hard as you might think so long as you know what to do. And I like to work with principles. The principles that govern this action are what you pay attention to, you feed energy, and whatever Mm -hmm. you feed energy to grows. Mm -hmm. So the fact, rather than looking at the fact that we are not conversant with our emotions, which is our problem, I use the principle pay attention to what you want to become and not to Mm -hmm. what you want to overcome. Mm 
Mm-hmm. So oh, when, I love that. Become rather than overcome. Right. So when you're out of a balance in anything, what you have to do is bring in the other side. And these principles show you that the way to bring it in is to start paying attention to them. And there's a five-step process that uh, people can use to do this. And uh, would you like me to tell you a little sure. bit about that process? We have time. Okay. First of all, you need to allow yourself to feel. And if you're not used to feeling and you can't find your feelings, just ask the question, what am I feeling? You can do that every couple of hours if you want. Secondly, you learn the signal for each emotion and you identify what the predominant emotion might be trying to tell you. For example, the signal of loneliness is that you have more of your personal energy going out than coming in. And if you know that signal, when you feel lonely, you can say, okay, I need to take some energy in. So you can go ask somebody for a hug, or one of the things I like to do is read spiritually-oriented stuff that always Mm -hmm. lifts me up. Then thirdly, you follow the direction that the emotional signal, signal gives you. You can go get that hug. Step four is you learn the lesson that's embedded in each experience. I have a book in progress that I'm writing called Born to Learn, and I talk about our Earth as a giant school. We've all come here to learn and to grow, and every experience we have in this school is an opportunity to learn. So you start asking yourself, you know, what could I be learning, trying to learn from this, and then look for it. And finally, the last step is to let the emotion go, because uh, once you get finished with an emotion, you no longer need it uh, at that time, and you can let it go. Mm-hmm. All right. So, in other words, you you work at it and then you release it, and yeah. that's the trust part of the trust piece, isn't it? Releasing it, but knowing that it's out there working. Well, actually, when when you're finished with a lesson, you're finished. Uh, it doesn't. It will work again whenever you need it, but you don't really have to be concerned about that. You, you could, I guess, the trust comes in to really trust that there is a system that keeps operating and has principles and will continue to operate. And that's part of what I write in my book, Born to Learn, is what the system mm-hmm. is. And the reason that we need to teach our children to let go of these emotions, the real reason. i got a story for you. It's called The Two Wolves, and it was put out by uh, Mike Moore, who, who uh, is a teacher. He says an elder Cherokee Native American was teaching his grandchildren about life, and he said to them, a fight is going on inside me. It is a terrible fight, and it is between two wolves. One wolf represents fear, anger, envy, sorrow, regret, greed, self-pity, and ego. The other stands for joy, peace, love, kindness, friendship, empathy, and faith. This same fight is going on inside you and every other person, too. The grandchildren thought about it for a minute, and then one asked his grandfather, which wolf will win, grandfather? And the old Cherokee said simply, the one you feed. The reason we need to let go of emotion is that emotion is energy, and whatever we pay attention to in terms of energy grows. So we want to turn loose of it so that it can move on and we have room for other experiences and other emotions. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. What advice do you give? We have a couple of minutes before break. What advice do you give to someone who hears this and says, I'm trying to let go, but my anger is taking over? It, it keeps, I keep ruminating. It keeps going back and forth in my mind, and I try to let it go, and I know I should, and I'm, 
doing what you say, but it's coming back again. What do you say, Eileen? Well, that deserves a longer answer, but the the long and the short of it is that there are six uh, payoffs that people have for holding on to anger. No matter how much we work on it, we still tend to hold on to it. For example, uh, one of the payoffs is righteousness, and that payoff literally Anger gives us the backbone to stand up for ourselves, and we get afraid that if we turn loose of our anger, then we won't be able to stand up for ourselves. So it has to do a lot with the payoffs. But what is important, too, is that trying doesn't work. You have to decide. And the other thing that motivates me to turn loose is especially something like anger is such a powerful emotion. It's the most uh, powerful uh, active emotion we have. If you hold it inside long enough, it can kill you. So you want to turn it loose. Mm-hmm. I certainly do. Mm-hmm. All, right. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk a lot more about exploring anger with your child and also about exploring anger in ourselves, you know, because it's, it's, uh, it's a very powerful emotion. We're often taught to suppress our anger, and that's not healthy. But then how do we really deal with it? And that's what our pro is talking about from Emotional Pro. My guest is Eileen Dillon. Her radio show is Full Power Living. It's on the Internet on worldtalkradio.com. She's an internationally known author and professional speaker and coach. And we are talking today about her book, Exploring Anger with Your Child. Folks, we're on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, right here on voiceamerica.com, which is really America's voice. And if you'd like to call us during that time, you can call us at 866-472-5788. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. From our home to your speakers, voiceamerica.com. At least 90% of sports success requires mental strength. And the greater the competitive level, the more critical it becomes to build that mental muscle. Tune into Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time. Your host, Jim Meyer, sports psychology coach, consultant, and author, offers practical, powerful, and positive mental game, tools, tips, and techniques. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental game for Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. Ever wonder what are the favorite travel destinations of the Hollywood Jet Set? Where do celebrities like to go when they aren't walking the red carpet? Tune in to Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with President of Traveris, David Manning, and Lisa O'Hurley, golf aficionado and wife of actor John O'Hurley. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa talk with well-known actors, sports celebrities, and entertainment insiders to find out about their favorite travel destinations and what they recommend. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa also offer up feature vacations each week and last-minute deals for your next getaway. Find out what's new and exciting in the travel industry, as well as how to raise money for your nonprofit organizations while enjoying a wonderful vacation. Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with David Manning and Lisa O'Hurley broadcasts each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, your inside look into celebrities and travel. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture, who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. 
So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time to Jeffrey Getterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Bringing you around the world, right from your desktop, voiceamerica.com. Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Always happy to be part of Voice America. My guest today is Eileen Dillon. She is the internet radio talk show host of the program Full Power Living, which is heard on worldtalkradio.com. Eileen Dillon is an internationally known author and professional speaker and coach. Her works, uh, she works to awaken the world to the power and importance of emotions and is the author of Exploring Anger with Your Child. And you can log on to her website at emotionalpro.com. And you can call us here at the station if you're interested in, in sharing ideas or questions. You can call us today live at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific at 866-472-5788. Welcome back, Eileen. Thank you. All right. Um, we're talking, one of the things you write about in your book is character, teaching our children character. How do you do that? Do you think character is, is part of uh, the gene pool, or do you think it's taught? Well, that's interesting. One of my most recent guests on my program was Bruce Lipton, who's written a book called The Biology of Belief, debunking uh, the fact that genes run our lives. So that, that's an interesting uh, concept, an interesting question in the light of that. I want to go back for just a second and say that I read a quote in Dear Abby. We were talking before the break about why we want to teach our children to turn loose of feelings. And the quote she said is that hate corrodes the vessel that carries it. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons that mm-hmm. we want to help our children turn loose. And now a lot of people may think that it's hard to teach your child to have character. Uh, but again, let me give you a simple definition. Uh, and that is that character is formed when you live according to your ideals and principles. I grew up spending summers on my grandparents' farm, and that's where I learned how children were raised in the olden days. Because on the farm, the children accompanied adults everywhere, and they helped them with their tasks, and they learned from them along the way. For example, my grandfather grew tobacco, which he cured in this tall barn, and to regulate the heat, there were these little doors high up on the barn that needed to be opened and closed. Somebody had to get on the roof and walk up there. And I used to climb up there when I was about seven years old when it was really scary for me to open and close those little doors. And even that simple task taught me to have character because my grandfather's principles that I later made my own were if a job needs to be done, you do it and you do it right. Or... Whatever helps the common good is something each person or in the family or the community needs to do. And so it's not hard to teach character, but you have to spend time with your kids a little bit, and you have to help them tease out their own principles. Give us an example. Like if you were a mom or, or a grandmother talking to your grandchild, where, how would you do that? Would you, A, set the example? Would you, B, tell them stories? Would you, C, take them to situations where characters being built? What would you do? All of the above? All of the above, for sure. 
uh, although our most powerful teaching tool as adults and parents is modeling. So the most important thing is to develop character myself. Let me tell you a story about my son when he was eight, about 18. He, he had already been to college a couple of years, and he was living a year home with me, and he didn't have a job, and he didn't have any money, and along comes Mother's Day. And he comes to me, and he says, I don't have any money, so I'm going to tell you what's important to me about you being my mother. He said, I don't know if you realize it, but I have always thought you were the most stubborn woman in the world. And it's really frustrated me. But lately I've been starting to argue with you, and then I just stop right in the middle. Have you noticed that? And I said yes. And he said, well, I'll tell you what's happening. What's happening is that I realize you're not stubborn. You live on the basis of your principles. And when you hit a principle, you won't move. Mm -hmm. And he said, I want you to know that I really admire that in you. Mm. Okay? Mm. So how do you, I mean, how had I done it? By living it, by having him run into it, and also by teaching. I adopted my husband's uh, child when she was 13, when her mother died, and I've taught her principles. For example, it's important to take responsibility for the messes that you make, hurts that you create, or whatever. When you take responsibility, it builds your own self-esteem. You know, it's funny you say that. I remember I was reading something about how you can tell what someone is like when their children give them a testimony. You know, <laughs> and I think I think there's merit to that. I know that when my daughter has said things to me like that, it really makes quite a big impact because they're telling you the truth. <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, um, one of my favorite. Parenting experts is Jim Fay of the Love and Logic Institute in Colorado, and he wrote an article last year about the longest umbilical, umbilical cord in the world. And you know what that is? It's the cell phone. And what he was pointing out was that these days we are not teaching children to be responsible, and that's part of character building too. Mm-hmm. So that even when our children go off to college, they won't deal with the with the experiences of their own lives. They'll call home on their cell phone. I don't know how to do this. Help me with this. And the parent may actually end up working out the issue with a dean or something. So a really vital thing is to allow our children to make decisions and also to make mistakes. And the younger you can let them make mistakes, the better, because when you get older and you start making mistakes, the consequences are higher. So we have to allow them to make mistakes, and we need to review with them when they make mistakes what it is that they might want to do next time. And that's part of building character, too. Mm-hmm. Mm. What other tips do you have for parents, particularly you know the ones with the four-year-olds that have a mind of their own? You know, the terrible twos, and then we have the, the, the controlling fours. Talk about that, Eileen. Well, at each... In each year of life, one through nine, children have a specific thing that they're working on. For example, seven-year-olds are working on issues of love, and eight-year-olds are creating understanding. And I recently offered a teleseminar class on uh, anger mastery with your child, and I was surprised that over half the people who signed up were parents of four-year-olds who were having all kinds of issues with anger, both with the child's anger and with their anger. Well, I actually wasn't really surprised because people have not learned that that the task of the four-year-old is 
to learn about personal power. Mm-hmm. And that means the child is experimenting. How far can my power extend? How much can I get this parent to do for me? How much can I get them to compromise? And it seems very frustrating. It is very frustrating if you don't know what's going on. But if you do, then you can help your child to have power by giving them a specific task or putting them in charge of something while at the same time uh, understanding that when they push you that they're just testing to see how far they can go. Mm-hmm. All right. So you may know that, but how do you deal with that without the anger piece? Well, knowing it helps you to not be angry. Because what causes people to be angry is when they have expectations. Uh, We have an expectation that something should happen and it doesn't, or we have an expectation that it should not happen and then it does. So if you think your four-year-old child should not be speaking sassily or pushing you or you think they should be following the rules, then you'll get angry. If, on the other hand, you face the fact that that is to mean to look squarely at what's going on. If you face the fact that they're working on issues of power and it is their job at that time to test you and push you, then you can have a sense of humor about it. You can say, okay, I'll let you push me over here, but over here you have just run into a brick wall and you're not going to be getting angry when you're doing things that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, before we take a break, what else would you like to say to a frustrated mom? <laughs> a frustrated mom or dad. Okay. All, <laughs> All right. Um, there are inherent lessons in every situation, and that's what I write about in Born to Learn, that you can always learn. And the important thing, usually what I tell parents, is that if you're having a problem with your child, there's usually something that you need to learn. The person you can change is yourself, and the time to change is now. And so if you look inside of yourself, for example, with issues of power, you might have difficulty with a four-year-old because nobody helped you have personal power when you were four. And you're almost jealous or you don't know how to handle it. And so for you to start working on your own personal power, and that's not a power over somebody else. It's a power from within, usually based on your emotions. What would I like to do? What's right for me? It's based on your emotions and your character. What's good for me? What will I do? What will I not do? Okay. All right. All right. Well, we're going to go to break. And when we do, before we do, we have a little bit of time for you to tell us how we can contact you, Eileen, and a little bit more about your program. Okay. Well, my program is called Full Power Living, and I have a different focus every month. This month we're focusing on animals, interestingly enough, uh, including uh, having Hardy Jones, who's called the Dolphin Defender, this Thursday. And we, are lo- we look at different ideas that people have, different ways they have of dealing with things in the world, and how emotion plays into that and how people deal with emotion, say in procrastination. Or we had a fabulous program uh, with Dr. Kenneth Maddox, who was one of the two doctors who set up the Katrina Medical Center at the Houston Astrodome. The way that they handled dealing with people's hope and hopelessness was just fantastic. And so it's a really wonderful opportunity. And I work as a therapist, and I also do teleseminars, uh, especially on emotions. And people can find out more about this at Emotional 
www.thepowerofcrow.com. Okay. All right. All right. And uh, again, tell us when your show is. It's on Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific. That would be noon Eastern time. And uh, people could also write me if they have questions. It's Eileen, I-L-E-N-E, at EmotionalPro.com. Okay. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk more to Eileen Dillon about how we not only explore anger with, with our children, but how we build character and how we help our children to really become solid citizens and also train them how to understand and deal with their emotion as, as they become adults. My guest is Eileen Dillon. Uh, her radio show is Full Power Living. She's on worldtalkradio.com. She's an internationally known author and professional speaker and coach. And her book, one of her books, is Exploring Anger with Your Child. Again, you can call us after the break at 866-472-5788. This is Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Conversation at a click of a mouse. VoiceAmerica.com The Woman MVP Who Sets You Free with host, entrepreneur, author, motivational speaker, corporate executive, philanthropist, wife, and mother, Luann Mitchell-Halter is an exciting and provocative look at the real world with real exciting guests and real stories of triumph and professionalism with a dash of spice sharing recipes for a better world on all the playing fields of life. Join Luann Mitchell-Halter as she and her guests uncover and expose us to our abilities to create our very own Big League MVP, My Victory Plan, Potential for Greatness. The Woman MVP Who Sets You Free with Luann Mitchell-Halter broadcast each Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. The Woman MVP Who Sets You Free. It's time to get off the bleachers, play the game of life, and be the MVP. Hey, Dad. What? Can't get the ketchup bottle open. Here, let me try. There you go. Thanks. You don't have to be a hero to be a hero. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Had an accident? The people you may encounter may be attorneys, doctors, and insurance agents. How do you protect yourself and your family? Tune into Meeting by Accident with attorney Tom Woodruff, an experienced trial attorney and former legislator. Attorney Woodruff and his expert guests assist and inform on what to do in a crisis, what steps to take, what to avoid, and most important, what you need to know to get through the process. Meeting by Accident broadcasts every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Because being informed makes all the difference. Tune into Meeting by Accident with attorney Tom Woodruff. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Everyone, we are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. You can give us a call at 866-472-5788. We're here on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. And we'll broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. My guest today is Eileen Dillon. She's an internationally known author and professional speaker and coach. 
She works to awaken the world to the power and importance of emotions and is the author of Exploring Anger with Your Child. And that's what we're talking about today. She's also the host of Full Power Living, which is on worldtalkradio.com. Welcome back, Eileen. Thank you. All right, let's talk about inherent lessons that we can teach our children or that we can learn from situations. How do you determine them? Okay, well, uh, the first thing is that you need to accept that we're all in school, and that means that every experience you have is an opportunity to learn something. Now, you may think that the lessons are hidden, but they're pretty easy to find if you just start asking yourself this question. What could I possibly be trying to teach myself by mm-hmm. this experience? Right. And then you listen to the answer. And at the beginning, the answers may come fairly slowly, but if you keep at it, uh, say, for three weeks, they'll start popping into your head. And once you hear what the lesson is, then you start to learn it. And the important thing is that if you don't learn a lesson in your life, you'll just go over it and over it and over it. But the minute you do learn it, you're free to go on to something else. I'd like to give you an example of something that happened to me where I had to learn a lesson. Sure. Okay. Um, I was a single parent for 20 years, and my youngest child, Jonathan, went off to school at age 16. He got very dissatisfied with high school, and we found Simon's Rock College in Massachusetts. It's a school that takes kids right out of 10th or 11th grade and puts them into a college curriculum. But we found out about it at the end of May, and he started school on the 20th of August, which meant that my parenting days, since John was my youngest, were coming to a screeching halt with only two and a half months' notice. Now, because I lost my birth mother before the age of three, for all my life I'd had trouble making transitions. I would tend to freeze up. I couldn't make decisions. Even having school end or start again was hard for me. I'd say, I can't make a decision. Give me a few days because I couldn't make the decision. I would freeze up. And this time I started doing it as we faced Jonathan leaving, and I finally hit me, there's something in here for me to learn. Mm -hmm. So I started to say out loud, I'm ready to learn the lesson that uh, regarding me freezing whenever change occurs. Please show me what I need to learn. Now, Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly who I'm asking. could be my own subconscious, could be something bigger than myself. But every time I noticed I was freezing, I would say that. Show me what I need to learn. I'm ready to learn. It took five days. On the fifth day, I awoke at 4.30 in the morning with some words roaring through my head. And those were, love the changes. Mm. And I lay there and wondered, what the heck did that mean? But I realized that a lot of really terrible changes started happening for me when I was very young. And that meant that I started freezing up when I was very young. Well, you know what happens with little kids like five- and six-year-olds. They're playing someplace, and an adult comes through and says, I'm going to the store, I'm going to the post office. What does the kid say? Can I go? Can I do that too? You know, they love the changes. They want to go. They're spontaneous. And so what these words were saying to me was that I had uh, been blocked since a very early age, and I needed to return to being like a child. And let me tell you what happened when I started doing that. Not only did I let my son go and no problems, no uh, undue sadness, but within four months I had contracts 
to write books, which I'd never had before. Mm. And within six months, I met the man that I eventually married. Mm. So loving the changes allows you to mm. embrace uh, the lesson. And right. once I and reduces it, the fear as well, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. All right. Uh, let's give another example of that. Let's say a client comes to you with an issue about their child. Um, their child uh, either is new at school and it doesn't, you know, is having trouble with the children, or their child is unhappy. What? How do you help them reframe that? Oh gosh, that. Uh, oh, just give us another example. That's that's a pretty open one. Well, you know what popped into my life when uh, my mind whenever you mentioned that was a young couple that came to me some years ago. Uh, they had about a three-and-a-half-year-old, I think, and this child was biting and hitting people in school, was about to get bounced out of nursery school, mm-hmm. and they were very frustrated. So I was working with them in psychotherapy, and the first thing I did was to determine what the parents' relationship with anger was. And it turned out that both parents had a problem with anger, and they uh-huh. had been trying to, uh, meaning that they weren't allowed a healthy expression of anger when mm-hmm. they were kids, mm-hmm. or that their parent, uh, like one of them had an alcoholic parent who would have outbursts, and usually when that happens we make a decision, I'm never going to be like that. And that mm-hmm. that's a one-sided decision. It means you can't ever be like that. You can't ever let yourself be angry. And so what I did with the parents then was first of all to help them see that they had issues around anger and help them to work with their anger. And once they understood that anger was just an energy that was teaching people that they needed to either take action or they needed to change their expectation, then they could be open to their child at home. And they would say, oh, you think that mommy should pick you up? Well, I'm making dinner and I can't do that right now. Or you think that daddy should not uh, be taking a shower when you need him that sort of thing. They could just say that to the child, which would legitimize his anger, and it started relieving him of the pressure, and he automatically stopped biting and hitting. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. So it's not fighting fire with fire, that's for sure. Well, no, you don't need to fight fire with fire. All you get is more fire. Right. <laughs> that way. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. Any other um, any other examples for folks that you think might really be helpful? Well, uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about opening up to your emotions and knowing a little bit more about. Okay. That. Uh, to, a lot of times, if we've sat on our emotions, we don't even realize that we're upset about something, or we we can't identify what it is. So, one of the things I like to talk to people about is how you open up to your emotions. You just pay attention. You stop every couple of hours and you say, what am I aware of feeling right now? So at first you might feel nothing or you might feel neutral, but if you do it every day for three weeks, pretty soon your emotions will wake up because what you pay attention to tends to grow. Mm -hmm. And um, I have a whole list of emotions in different intensities. If anybody would like a list of emotions that they can work with, because sure. often we don't have a very good vocabulary. They can write me at Eileen, I-L-E-N-E, at EmotionalPro.com, and I'll email them that list as my gift. Okay. Do you want to tell us some of them? Um, well, 
there are very, I don't have that list right in front of me right now, but for example, with anger, anger has, I remember one woman I worked with uh, many years ago who said she never did feel anger, she just felt irritated. But when we got underneath, we found out she was actually full of rage, and the irritation covered that. Mm-hmm. And um, if, you, if you're a parent, an easy way to find your emotions is to give birth to or adopt a child, because mm-hmm. children always push your emotional buttons. That's their job. And um, our intimate relationships, whether it's with a partner or with kids, stimulate emotions in us more than others because they're ongoing and that's part of the function of intimate relationships. Mm -hmm. And once a person makes a decision to feel emotions, they'll start popping up everywhere. And all you have to do to make a decision is make an announcement. From now on, out loud, because the spoken word has power, from now on, I give myself permission to feel my feelings, my emotions, and to learn from them. And then mm-hmm. keep asking the question, what is this, uh, you know, what is the emotion and what's the signal it's sending to me and what could I be trying to learn? Um, I do have a story. Once I was playing drop-in volleyball at a high school and this man in the group would, every time a ball, the ball came to one of the women, he'd get, say, get the ball, girly. Mm. And it was very irritating. This was like 20 years ago. And I knew that the anger meant the the irritation and anger in me meant I needed to take some action, but I didn't want to uh, be angry in response. So instead, I decided to tell him to take power, to tell him what I wanted him to do. So I walked up to him one night and I said, "By the way, my name is Eileen. I will respond more quickly if you call my name when the ball comes my direction." Mm. So from then on, he said to me, get the ball, Eileen, and to all the other women Mm -hmm. playing, he said, get the ball, girly. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the lesson from my anger was to figure out how to stand up for myself without using anger to give me Mm -hmm. the backbone to do Mm -hmm. it, but to still be successful in achieving my goal. And it worked. It worked beautifully. Mm -hmm. I felt sad for the other women who were still being called girly, but... I didn't figure it was my job to rescue them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. Again, tell us a little bit about your website and your program. All right. Full Power Living is 9 a.m. Pacific time on Thursdays on worldtalkradio.com, and my website is emotionalpro.com where I have listings of my writings and um, all kinds of other information, including my teleseminars. And people can also contact me at Eileen, I-L-E-N-E, at EmotionalPro.com. All right. Wonderful. We're going to take a break. Thank you. My guest is Eileen Dillon, and she has written many books. And But the one that we're really talking about today is about anger and about dealing with our children, exploring anger with your child. And Eileen Dillon is a full-powerment living Internet radio talk show host on worldtalkradio.com, and she's a professional speaker and coach. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. From our home to your speakers, voiceamerica.com. 
Albert Einstein once said, nothing happens until something moves. Will your movement towards realizing a dream, making a long-lasting change to your life, or simply putting a daily smile on your face is just a click away. Tune into Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney and free your mind, open your heart, and ignite action in your life. Host and commander in change, empowerment coach, and international speaker, Scott Chesney shares his insights to making the most out of your daily lives. Scott interviews people who are maximizing their lives, the most recognizable transformationalists and leaders around the world, as well as those hometown heroes that move, touch, and inspire the best in all of us. Stay tuned into Maximizing Life for Scott's one-on-one coaching with callers. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney broadcasts each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, inspiring you to live life with passion, purpose, and limitless potential. West Coast Business Review and host Amy Campbell presents Show Me the Business. Each week, you'll hear exciting guests give you vital information on advancing your business and career. Learn how others have built their empires, from best-selling authors to renowned entertainers. Listen every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific time on voiceamericaradio.com. Visit our website at www.westcoastbusinessreview.com. West Coast Business Review's Show Me the Business, connecting you to the business world. Bringing you around the world, right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com Hi everyone, we are back. Welcome back to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. My guest today is Eileen Dillon. She is an internet radio talk show host. Her, her program is Full Power Living, and it is on worldtalkradio.com. She's also an internationally known author, professional speaker, and coach. And we're talking today about her book on exploring anger with, you, with your child, the power and importance of emotions. Her website is emotionalpro.com. Welcome back, Eileen. Thank you. All right, let's talk about opening our hearts in this whole idea of emotions. Because, you know, when you express your emotions, certainly your heart is vulnerable. So how do you open your heart and not get your emotions crushed? Well, what most people, just just to address the last part of that, of not getting your emotions crushed, emotions are so powerful that once you claim them, nobody even tries to crush your emotions anymore. It's, it's kind of an amazing thing. So opening your heart is part of not allowing your, not being vulnerable to being crushed mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. And the big thing is that with all emotions, what we need to do is to start listening to them. And most of what we've already talked about today has to do with opening your heart. One of the books that I wrote in this series that Exploring Anger with Your Child is part of, I have seven that are published, but I wrote three that were not published. And one of them was called Exploring Love with Your Child. And as I did my research, I found one authority who said something like this. He said, love is love is love. To practice love, it doesn't matter if you love others or if you love yourself. But what does matter is that you make a decision to, above all, choose love in everything you do. Mm-hmm. And that was So it. that means how we, how we respond to people, too. And ourselves. 
as well, most especially ourselves, because how we respond to ourselves is how we're going to respond to our families, our children, and the rest of the world. So I decided to do that. That was in 1994, and that single decision really changed my life. So if you think about it, whenever you feel angry with your partner before you do or say anything, you say, what's the most loving way to deal with this person? So let me give you another example from my life. When my ex, my husband's ex-wife was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, and I said to my husband, they were still involved in the tail end of their divorce. It had just dragged on forever and ever and ever. I said, we have an opportunity to teach your child, our child, eventually, how this can be done lovingly. Are you willing to set aside your anger and just be loving with me? And he said yes. And uh, that single decision created miracles. For example, Mm -hmm. his ex-wife had not talked to me in four years, and she'd even tried legally to keep me away from their daughter. But before she died as a result of this, she came to our home, she said that it was a loving home and it was a good place for her daughter to be raised. Uh, she told her daughter that I would be a good stepmother and she uh, put her arms around me and told me that she loved me. Now, I wrote about this in another book, uh, Happiness is a Decision of the Heart, another book that I co-wrote. And what's important is that life is like a movie and each one of us plays a role. Right. Uh, but to make the movie that you want, only one person has to change your role, and then you end up creating a very different movie. In this case, two people changed their role. But we made a very different movie from what it could have been. Mm. And mm. you see, we, we could have been crushed, but love is so powerful. Who's going to crush it? Well, but I think there's another piece here, Arlene, and that is that you have to believe that this can happen. Because once you say, she would never do that, I could never see her doing that, that would never happen, then your heart is even, if you won't entertain the thought, your heart is not open to entertaining the thought, therefore it won't happen. Well, in that case, though, Patricia, you're not really choosing love. If you're talking and thinking like that, you're not really choosing love. Love is a supportive, forgiving energy. Mm -hmm. Totally supportive and forgiving. So if you're talking like that, you're not exercising love. I'm not saying that it's easy. I'm just saying that eventually, once you make the decision and you figure out how it is that it fits into your life, it's a miracle worker. It turns everything upside down in the most positive way. And I wouldn't go back. You couldn't pay. I I grew up as a very angry child. You know, I lost my mother. I was molested sexually. I moved all the time. I was a very angry human being. And to come to this point and realize the power of love, that's one of the reasons I'm so excited about sharing this information with the world. Well, that's very important. You know, one of the, one of the things I write about in my book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, is really kind of my motto and why I do this work. And it comes from a book by Richard Bach called Illusions, where Jonathan Livingston Siegel says, we teach others what we need to learn most of ourselves. Uh, And that's just what you've done, and that's what I've done. And it's very powerful. Yes, yeah. Well, I'd like you to come and be on my radio program. Well, wonderful. I'd be happy to do that. Great. Cool. All right. We were going to talk about something beside opening the heart. So um, let's talk about, again, how we're kind of all in school. And this lesson is always coming up for us. Yes. 
um, I can't tell you why things come up, but what is important for us to remember is that lessons come up, lessons about character, lessons about choosing love. And once lessons come up, they don't go away until they're learned. I say it's mm-hmm. a, you get it or you right. don't. Now, the only person you can change is yourself. The only time you can change is in the power. So if you choose love and you choose to open your heart, then you're going to move in a whole different direction. And we are in a time of tremendous transition, including a lot of fear. I think it's no mistake that we call our, quote, enemies terrorists because our lesson that's up for us as human beings now is fear. And we get to examine for ourselves whether what Franklin Roosevelt said is true. You know, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. My life was ruled by fear for 50 years until I realized I could change it. And the way I learned to change it was to realize that on this earth there are opposites like light and dark and uh, day and night and so forth. And what's the opposite of fear? It's faith, or some people like to call it trust. You've been bringing that up. Well, light and dark can't occupy the same place at the same time, and neither can fear and faith. Mm. So anytime you're being fearful, you're not able to operate in faith or have trust. Mm -hmm. So what is important to realize, and what I didn't realize for 50 years, is that I have a choice. Whenever I'm in fear, I can say, ah, I'm in fear. Do I want to stay in fear, or would I like to go to, to trust and faith? Absolutely. And then... The way I get there is I say, imagine that I have a guarantee that everything's going to work out all right and I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. What would I be paying attention to then and what decisions would I be making? Right. And to the best of my ability, that's what I do and that's what I would invite everybody else to do because when we're all doing this together, there's no room for hate, fear, anger, mm-hmm. or war in our world. Mm. Wonderful. And on that note, I think we're going to close. Okay. Wonderful. Uh, Again, your website and any other information you'd like to pass on, Eileen. Emotionalpro.com. If anybody is interested in exploring teleseminars on uh, anger mastery with their child, I'm at Eileen, I-L-E-N-E, at emotionalpro.com. And uh, don't forget to write me there also if you'd like your free list of words uh, that describe emotions in all intensities, too. Be my guest. Thanks so much, Eileen, for being on the program. Thanks for asking me, Patricia. Yeah, stay on the line. Wonderful. My guest today has been Eileen Dillon. She is the author of Exploring Anger with Your Child, one of her books. She's an international author. She is also a professional speaker and coach, and she's the host of Full Full Power Living on WorldTalkRadio.com, which is on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific. Okay, folks, next week my guest is Catherine Namora. She's co-author of The Laws of Lifetime Growth, Always Make Your Future Bigger Than Your Past. She will discuss 10 powerful development-enhancing principles to help individuals and entrepreneurs reach their goals, realize their dreams, and fulfill their potential in both business and life. Again, it's always an honor and pleasure to be with you each week. Go to my website, raskinresources.com. Uh, you can get a copy of my book, which is now being revised in its second edition, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living. And all these shows on, uh, on Voice America are archived on the Voice America site. You can listen at any time to this show and the others. Until next time, I love you all. Stay happy. 
stay healthy, know you can make your dreams happen. For Positive Living, I'm Patricia Raskin. Have a great day. Listening to Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's book, Pathfindings, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. And tune in next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific for Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com.